This is WWE Superstar Roman Reigns, the WWE Superstar of the Year. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsHorse.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsHorse.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts. Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Bear. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 227 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're also on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. You can follow Daniel at WNS. What are you doing over there? WNS. Birds. At WNS underscore Daniel. Bird. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Aber. And we just <gasps> we just surpassed the one year anniversary of Tyler's last tweet. Not up to a million followers yet, but we're still hopeful. I believe you're up to I don't f- even remember the, the password to get into Twitter. Well, you know, they'll send it to you or they'll let you reset it hey, if you want. He's got his whole fucking life to get there. <laughs> you got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, how has the past year been without Twitter? Good. Really? Twitter's confusing. What's What's confusing about it? I don't like it. <laughs> get oh. away from me. Well, that's. Get with the times, Avery. Get the tweeting. Jesus. You're at 42 followers What's right the, now. The, the newest uh, social media. Periscope. <laughs> is this something made up or is no? It it's real. Oh, What's it's Periscope? like screen. Like I could be like live streaming a video of us talking right now if it's it's tied in with your buy, Get Periscope hmm. now. We'll All right, well, Periscope. We'll have to look into that. Have have something like that. That would be in, that would be quite interesting. I don't know a lot of people. What was I don't that, know. I don't know how long, how large, or how long the. It can you can go? Ah, but, uh, what was the thing that we did? We had a profile. We stopped it. It was WWE. Tout. Tout. Yeah. Yeah. That, that profile is still there. Tout. If you ever want to go and look at then it. Then there was Vine. Vine's better than Tout. Yeah. Whatever happened to you becoming a Vine star? Because I don't have an iPhone. All the edits of videos and everything, they don't have it for uh, ah, the gotcha. Galaxy and stuff. Oh. So like, wait, wait, wait. I know. <laughs> I don't want sw- to switch to it. Oh, I should. All right. No. Well, let's dive on into the show. We are going to talk about some feedback that we got from Bazooka Majin saying, Great show, guys. Also, I don't see anything bad with Blake and Murphy from NXT. When they get the mic, they do pretty well. Nothing special, but it works. They kind of remind me of the Edgeheads, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, when they were tag champs for a while on SmackDown. And that's an interesting point, but that's also the point that I'm making. Exactly what you said. It's nothing special. And look where Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder are right now. So what? What? I don't know. It's just not. I'm not buying. I'm not. I don't know. Kurt Hawkins was on uh, Art of Wrestling again for the second time this week. So that's somewhere. (laughs) I'm not currently under contract with WWE, but yeah, he's doing stuff on the Indies. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just. I'm Zack Ryder's losing. Yep. I'm just not getting into to Blake and Murphy. I'm sorry. That's. Which one do you like better? I don't share the hate that... Uh, the check. Oh, uh, Blake Murphy. Who do you like better? Alexa Bliss. Do you like Blake? Alexa Bliss. Or Murphy. How do you Alexa feel about Bliss. Murphy specifically? Yeah. 
Okay, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't know which one is which. So, oh, well, they have their names on their diets. I don't pay attention that much. Blake Murphy or Mojo Raleigh? Mojo Raleigh, hands down. Okay, get hyped. So, uh, see, what? <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, we're gonna have a lot of talk about this week. Uh, we're gonna talk about <laughs> Elimination Chamber. We're talk about Raw. Talk about. Hey, we should maybe talk about the status of the show before we status get into, of the show before we get down into business. Beep, 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 There's not going to be a podcast beep, 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 next week, right? That is, that is correct. Next week, correct. For those of you who are listening, who are the diehard listeners still out there, uh, there will not be a show next week. All two of you. Yeah. <laughs> next show next week. Yeah. Sorry. Doug and I will be uh, going on vacation, not together. Oh, not together. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay. It's yeah, nobody's yeah. fucking business what together. I'm doing. Get the. Okay. I'm going on hiatus for a while. I'll be back, yeah. I think, the first week of July. Other okay. than that, ain't nobody's fucking business what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, going, yeah. going out there, of state, going on are, hiatus. There are, no show, there are no shows next week. There is not a show next week, and then I'm going to be gone for a while after that. Yeah. I'm just being a dick. I don't really care, but I mean. Well, I just don't want people thinking, oh, God, he's, he's going to be leaving the show. Oh, well, I mean, I it's don't like know. Just taking, oh, Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, have you guys talked to Ryan? Is he gonna be like here while I'm gone? What if like everyone, I thought that was your your job? Oh, no, no. What if like uh, what if everyone like really likes Ryan and then I come back <laughs> and then they're like, hey, dude, sorry, people want Ryan. And I'm like, okay. Then nah, after, we won't do that to you. All right. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna be gone for a bit and I'll be back. Okay. I think, I think the first week of July, the first show of July, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. I'll be gone for a while. Really cool stuff. Nothing at all next week. Suffer. Yeah. Nothing next week. So, uh, so for those of you who have nothing to do and normally listen to the podcast, sorry, might have to find something to do just for just for that one week. Yeah, so it'll be all right. Uh, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll do a video on on our YouTube page or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Um, I ain't doing shit. I yeah, he's not doing this. anything. So maybe whenever I come back, Tyler and I can put up a video of our money in the bank predictions or Here something. Comes the money. Here comes the money. Money talks. Elimination Chamber. It took place this past Sunday on the WWE Network. Um, really cool. Really enjoyable. Had some good matches on there. Uh, the first match was a kickoff match with uh, Stardust defeating Zack Ryder. Nothing really to you know take away from the matchup. It was just a quick, you know, something to get the crowd going. Broski boot, which leads to uh, in the end of the matchup. Um, Did they tease any? I missed it uh, on the drive over to your house. Did they tease any of the Stephen like? Um, they talked about it because that came in uh, towards the end of that match. But mm-hmm. they talked about it. Uh, the panel. Um, Supposedly, so. that dude's a big wrestling fan. Yeah, and it's being it's being rumored that he wants to face Stardust at SummerSlam. He was on his Twitter saying, looks like I have to learn some wrestling moves or wrestling holds or something like that. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but, you know, if it gets if it gets an extra crowd it'll get Noah in. Yeah, it'll definitely get Noah, our buddy Noah. He'll tune in and watch it. Yeah, I think but. that's rare, though. I think we just uh, we just happen to know the exact target demographic of that. <laughs> that I think that's a rarity, though. I don't think that's going to, um, you know... Get a lot more network subscriptions or anything. I mean, I don't, I don't have any hopes for it as like artistically being a good match or anything. I don't yeah. know what. I mean, obviously he seems like a guy who's in shape and stuff, but I mean, I'm not. It, there's a, there's a lot more like to it than that. So mm-hmm. I mean, he, as far as 
people who've done matches who probably shouldn't be doing matches. I mean, he's far from probably the worst that they could do or have done. But, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily make it a good idea. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll have to see how the storyline progresses, if he's going to have someone in his corner well, backing him. or You know what they're thinking. It's like, oh, mm. no, this is, you know, a he's part of a hit TV show and he's yep. a fan of us. Let's yep. get something going. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't mind it from that perspective. I think it's a smart crossover. I think that's an audience that you want to try to tap into. So I don't think it's um, a bad idea to, to try to cross promote with them. I think it's a good idea. I mm-hmm. just don't know that the cross promotion has to lead to them having a match. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, if, is someone going to be in this guy's corner or, you know, cause I feel like if they're going to bring him in to do a match, he's not going to lose, but yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. It's always sort of weird to see them job their own guys out to, like um, guest stars, publicity and stunts, right. and all that. But it, I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to it if they do something or whatever. I'm like mm-hmm. any interaction with any star. I'm like most of the time. I'm like meh. But if things got heated between him, like um, and Stardust, like in the crowd, and then it carried over to like social media, and then he cornered another wrestler, I would be mm. fine with that. I don't know about him getting in the ring though. Right, or at least be him. Let him be the corner man. Well, and, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. him seconding, like uh, someone who's already on the roster. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that, but I don't know about him having a match. Yeah, but we'll have to see how that plays out. But you've got uh, good wrestlers on the roster who aren't actually going to be having matches. <laughs> yeah, at SummerSlam, but we'll have to see how Take it all a plays seat out. Backseat to that. Yep, that's right. So uh, after that, we got to see more uh, kickoff action. Miz TV with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan coming out promoting his book and uh, letting the fans know that he will be back. So he does intend to return to wrestling. I knew this was, this part was going to happen, but I always liked to. Miz always brought up the fact, you know, I was your, you know, your pro, and I was your like, NXT trainer. Yeah, and all that I stuff. brought you up from nothing. Do you guys like, get the impression that Brian coming out to say he's going to be back is him declaring that, or him clearing the air because he sort of left it in a weird way when he had his announcement on Raw? Was he clearing the air that he's not actually done that he will be back, or do you think? This is him, like, wishful thinking, like, he doesn't want to give it up. Like, you think it's more wishful of a, thinking. I will be back, or a, I, I want to be back. You know what I mean? I want to be back. Well, the thing the thing about it was that he never said in what form he's going to be back. And, you know, there, there were talks. Yeah, but we know, we know, we know they're going to do stuff with, like, Tough Enough, and they'll probably, yeah. if he's not going to wrestle, they'll, they'll find a role for him. We know that. Right. But, and that's that's what I that's what I'm referring to is like he's saying I will be back. Well, does that mean we're going to see you in action, or are you going to do something different? Yeah, I mean you know him as a guy though. You know he means wrestling. So mm-hmm. I mean I I wonder if it's him him trying to convince the crowd or him trying to convince himself or what. I, I worry about him like coming back if he's just not gonna. Yeah, if you're not gonna heal up 100 percent to where you're feeling better, then take more time off. Might be. I mean, a lot of people seem to think it might be the end of the road for him. I mean, and there's not. Um, and if you think about it, there's not a lot of sense to him coming back, them switching the direction of all the the angles and stuff, just for him to have to go back out again. Mm-hmm. Like he better be like real sure 
that he's like okay to go. Yeah. Like if they're telling him like they'll have him actually win the Royal Rumble this time around or something. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's more than that. It's if he gets cleared and it's his decision, and he's like, "Yes, I'm ready to come back," and they bring him back, and then he goes out hurt again in like a, a couple of months. Then they had to rebook everything that wasn't supposed to include him to include him, and mm-hmm. then they have to they inserted him and they had to take him back out. So it's like shuffling the all the angles, um, you know, a bunch for. You know, who knows? Yeah, so, everything that we've been working towards now has to be reconfigured for to to put right. him back in. And I like the guy, but may, maybe it's you know it's you know it's it's weird to think that you know he could be causing more of a problem by trying to come back than than not. You know, I hope I hope he's able to heal up, come back, and they find something good for him and gets back in that title picture hunt. I don't know. I just I'm such a big fan of him. I'd I'd like to see him compete some more although there's not really a whole lot that he has to prove anymore i mean he's done everything that a wrestler sets out to do main event at wrestlemania winning the titles of main at, at wrestlemania becoming the triple crown champion and all that pretty good career so just like to see a little bit more maybe i'm greedy so uh no i mean i just i think that i just hope that he's like careful for his own sake yeah. And uh, also, you know, like... Your health yeah. is more important. <laughs> yeah. So. But let's dive on into the Elimination Chamber results. The uh, the main card, that is. the first. Uh, I just want to say I thought Miz looked awesome in that ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous thing he was wearing. And it's I, the I same. It. it looks like the thing that he normally wears, but they've taken the sleeves off. It looks like something like Kanye would wear. I, I, <laughs> that's, that's sort of why I loved it. God. And then now we know there's still going to be. It seems like I guess there's something still between Miz and Sandow. Mm-hmm. I don't know unless that was just something for that. I think that was. Period. I think that was a Brian can't get physically involved thing, and they wanted to clear the ring or whatever. So. Yeah, that was a good way. <clears throat> good way to do it. So, uh, but yeah, let's dive on in to the first matchup for Elimination Chamber, which was an Elimination Chamber match, the tag team Elimination Chamber match. Which uh, they announced during the kickoff show, Kane announced that New Day was going to be in full force in the chamber, in the pods. And I like that. Yeah. But they're too big. They're too big. They are too big. They're they, too they big were, for that thing. They fit. In, they they managed fit. To, to squeeze in there. But uh, yeah, let's talk about this match. It was New Day, Los Matadors. They did this look, was, un- for you know, in defense of them, they did look uncomfortable because yeah. they were so big. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I could be squeezed next to y'all guys for that, for that uh, long. It'd be pretty this uncomfortable. This was... This was highly enjoyable mm-hmm. for the first time, you know, uh, tag teams being in this match. This was really cool. Um, also, Los Matadors, when they came out, El Torito was on top. Yeah, what was up with that? I guess well, he's just I considered so. part of the group, so he gets yeah. to be in there well, as well. But Natty wasn't in there. Natty wasn't. Nope. But El Torito was. Bull. So, the matchup itself was a lot of fun. Yeah. They had some good spots. Uh, I, I was questioning what was going on with with Kalisto, I mean, I understand he's he got stuck at the top, but it seemed like they were waiting for him to to do a spot, and it never happened, and so he tripped again, and then the Ascension, instead of focusing on Sin Cara, went up and took him down, and it was it, there, there just seemed to be some confusion there. Then he climbed up to the top, waiting for people to get their attention. Yeah, and he felt that, you know. Yeah, I mean that was a fun spot because we've never seen that done before. Yeah, and plus he needed to get their attention unless he's gonna fall on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, surprise! Like, hey, don't forget me that I'm up <gasps> here. But uh, yeah, I mean it was a fun match. Um, I I I liked 
I, I found it a bit shocking that the primetime players eliminated Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. I, I enjoyed that. I like that a lot. I, it just kind of feels to me like after New Day gets done with Cesaro and Kidd, I think mm-hmm. uh, primetime players are going to step up. Yeah. And I want them to be the next tag team champion after champions after uh, New Day. And it looks like they're starting to get that build, which is really good. And they got plenty of time to, to show off a bit. So it was... You know, primetime players against the New Day for uh, probably about five or six minutes. And, uh, you know, the whole the whole time I was watching this matchup, I was just I was getting more and more impressed with Titus O'Neil's work in the chamber because I was like, he is being vicious in this in this. He's came a long way since NXT, huh? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Doug, what what were your thoughts on the uh, on the matchup? I thought it was kind of a wreck, you guys. Um it wasn't a boring wreck. It was sort of like a hold your attention wreck. Like <laughs> uh, maybe it's like I can't look away, but it was still sort of a wreck to me. Um, I question a lot of the booking decisions. Um, I'm totally cool. I like primetime players. I'm totally cool with them sort of moving up to feud with New Day. I'm fine with that, but I question the logic that they sort of went about with sort of if you want the crowd to get behind the primetime players, that's the babyface team that, that you want them to sort of rally behind. Um, I have I think that having them eliminate the the already most over team in the whole match is a is a poor choice of um, laying out of match layout. I think that's a poor choice, and I I don't know why the Ascension needed to look so dominant. I think that. If you want, if if you're interested in doing something with the Ascension as heels, and you're interested in doing something with the primetime players as the new baby faces, sort of usurping Cesaro and Kid for the time being as the new feud for the tag champs, I think that uh, it would make a lot more sense in the structure of the match if the uh, the Ascension were to eliminate a Kid and Cesaro, who to play off of heat because Cesaro and Kid are the most over team in the match, mm-hmm. and then you have primetime players get that baby face heat after eliminating them because they would naturally fall in as the next popular team. So I think that the structure was a bad decision, and I thought there was a lot of miscommunication and a lot of uh, just sort of train wreck spots. Um, <laughs> but it was sort of entertaining, so I'm not going to like hold it against them too much. I just yeah. I don't like the booking. Not nearly as bad as the Intercontinental Championship match. No, no. no. But uh, we'll dive on that in a little bit. It's try really hard to be that bad. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, but New Day ends up getting the victory after uh, pinning uh, the primetime players. And New Day retain their uh, tag team championships. So, uh, cool stuff. So, let's dive in to the next matchup. We got to see Nikki Bella going up against Naomi, going up against Paige for the Divas title. Uh, triple threat match. And uh, I got to tell you, this this match was bad very bad <laughs> yes that is that's exactly the word i was looking for um timing was off pacing was off it almost looked like Paige got her neck broken it was that reverse around spot looked scary from the first camera angle mm-hmm. it looked slightly yeah. less dangerous from the second camera angle but still pretty dangerous yeah so i don't know i i look Look, audience. Triple look, threats. Listeners. Triple threats are rarely very good anyway. So maybe that was a lot of. Uh, maybe we can attribute some of the blame to the triple threats. But uh, it was just. It was just pretty bad either way. No matter how you slice it. Well, I don't know the uh, the triple threat over at NXT between uh, Charlotte. Who was it? Um, I'm blanking on her name now. 
She just fought uh, fought Sasha Banks. Becky. Becky Lynch. And uh, one other girl. I can't remember who. Is it the one that had uh, also um, Bailey in it? Was it? It might have. No. Maybe. Because wasn't the finish like the double pin with Charlotte had, yeah, yeah. had her so in the figure Bailey. four and then and then Becky Lynch pinned her and mm-hmm. I think I think it was Bailey was the other person in the okay. match. Yeah, I might be was, wrong about that. But it was for the it was for the number one contendership and that match was was pretty solid. So I mean like I guess it all de- comes down to who's competing and this match I mean there are main I mean there are guys on the main roster who have or have had really bad triple threat matches. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you it's impossible to have a good triple threat match. I mean, you just pointed to one that was pretty okay, but, uh, but when you're hearing Nikki Bella call out the spot and you hear your page say, Oh yeah, I remember now. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a telling sign that things aren't exactly but going we, well. We've talked know. about for this whole pay-per-view that I guess the mics are better and stuff. So there are people are, you know, picking out, calling the spots and stuff easier. I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not saying that's for sure a thing. I'm I'm saying it's possible that better technology <clears throat> is it's like HD cameras like mm-hmm. HD cameras you look a little worse cuz they catch all like the all the pores the imperfections and, of yeah, your face or something, you know. So I think it's possible that with better technology, better cameras, better mics, better lighting, better etc that it's possible that if you're not care- more careful calling your spots, it's just going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they want the good sounds for for the connections. And sure, I mean there are still people who do a, a good enough job of like hiding calling their spots, and there mm-hmm. are people who are well it's known for form. calling their spots. I mean, Cena is like pretty notorious yeah. for calling his spots pretty loudly. But um, so I don't know. I'm not saying that's a for sure thing. I'm just saying that was a theory I was working uh, on. I don't mm-hmm. know. Also, people could just get better at not calling their spot so loudly. Yeah. Kick me! Yeah. So, the match itself, pretty pretty poor. Not the best. I mean, think about it, though. Think about it. Do you hear them calling spots on Ring of Honor? It's so much more lo-fi than that, that, that WWE production. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you see Ring of Honor, I mean, that's possibly something they could work on in post-production, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you. The lower the production values, the less amount of spots you're called. I mean, that's uh, that's why yeah. that's my theory. I'm just saying. Yeah. So uh, uh, highlights of the match. Highlights of the match. Na- Probably the shoes. Uh, yeah, shoes. Yeah, that's shoes. it. Yeah, yeah, because it's lit up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fair pun. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Nikki Bella ends up getting the victory and uh, continuing her Divas title reign, still ongoing. Uh, next matchup, we're going to talk about the match of the night, undoubtedly. Kevin Owens versus John Cena. This was a excellent matchup. These guys had, threw everything they had against one another. I bit and I bit and I mm-hmm. bit like the whole time because... In the back of my head, I was thinking what, you know, like Doug was saying. It's like, oh, this could be like a no finish and all that. Yeah. It's like, there's no way he's going to go over Cena. Then my heart was like, he's going he's gonna to beat Cena. He's going to beat mm-hmm. Cena. And then, oh, man, it's just like every <laughs> single time I got, you know, I'm like sitting on the edge of the seat, you know, all this stuff. And I didn't get that with any of the other matches, you yeah. know. But I'm just. You were, you were entranced with the match. You yeah, were You were sure. involved with it. For sure. 
and it's just everything just you know near falls and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then that one time i was like oh no i know doug was like he's not gonna do it. he did like the setup for it looked like the package pile driver he's like no see that's <laughs> He's gonna take that, and but they did you know something else, something safe dr- safe drop. Yeah, I was like, there's no that. way he's taking a package pile driver. But you know, ultimately, he won, and it's just where all three of our jaws just dropped down. It was mm-hmm. like, really, it this, was a great this moment. Just happened. I, I've never been so happy to be wrong in a prediction pick. <laughs> for for I was right. I went my heart, but you know, usually when I go with my heart, it doesn't mean I'm gonna. It usually means I'm not winning. But yeah. Because I know I picked that this match was going to end in a no finish or, you know, Cena wins by disqualification. But sure enough, they they gave Owens the rub. They mm-hmm. they put him over. And uh, it's interesting because whenever we were watching this, we were talking about it, how Owens, like, no one has gotten this kind of treatment before when they come into the WWE. Like, he made his debut on Raw against John Cena. His very first match on the main roster was in a pay-per-view. Not on Raw, not on SmackDown. Well, you have you to can, go you back. Can even, you can go even further back to his NXT yeah. debut was like high yeah. profile as well. Yeah, his his you know his debut was solid. He made an impact the very first night that he was there by doing the power bomb to Sami Zayn. You know he gets his his first championship match like two months later or three months later, however late you know wins the title. And then he debuts against John Cena. His first match is on a pay-per-view with John Cena. And not only that, he gets a victory on a pay-per-view match against John Cena for his debut. Like, nobody gets that kind of treatment. So they are definitely... Well, also, you got to think, though, too, they're finally making a decision of, like, hey, we need some more people in the main event, you know, seeing eventually, you know. And it's like, it's good to do this. So I'm guessing that they definitely see that it factor for him uh, because they had him sign... A full-time um, main roster uh, contract, so he's going to be up with the big leagues. Big league. I guess. Well, I guess you can call it the big leagues. I don't know, but he's going to be on the main roster going forward. Uh, once they once they wrap up all the uh, the NXT stuff, his storylines. So I think it's I think it's crazy. The match itself was awesome because we got to see all the you know the high spots from Kevin Owens. And, you know, Cena was kicking out and you could see the frustration on Owens and then Owens was kicking out. You could see the frustration on Cena. I mean, they were throwing everything that they had at each other. Another thing that we talked about was usually when someone uh, makes a debut on like the main roster in a match, Mm -hmm. the commentary just they were just praising him the whole time. So it was good. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely really good. But Doug, what, what do you think of the matchup? I mean, I thought it was a great match. You can't. I don't think you can take any way anything away from either one of these guys. Um, I think it was a, a smart, like smartly worked, like stylistically, because I think this is the type of match that Owens needs to get over in front of a crowd that doesn't need him. I don't think he. Could, this isn't like a stereotypical like WWE main event style. They work. They sort of let Owens do a ton of his like big spots. Is um. Basically everything except for the pal, package pal driver and maybe like the front, front front flip leg drop, which is he could he could do. There's no reason he can't do that. They probably don't want him doing the. And the, the they driver. wouldn't let him do the. I know that. What's it called? The the, the choke uh, sleeper suplex. Yeah, I mean he didn't do that either. But he did. He did mostly everything that makes him who he is. So it was smartly sort of worked from that like um 
from that point of view, I, I don't know that a crowd who doesn't know Kevin Owens is going to get, would get as into him or buy into him as much if they don't let him, if they don't let him work this style of a match on his debut. Mm-hmm. I think you can take it from here because he, he now has credibility to go wherever he needs to go, but he needed this to gain the credibility and for them to invest in the match until he got credibility, he needed to have a, like a good you know, performance and, you know, there's only so much you can do that do with that doing like a stereotypical like WWE brawl, but they sort of let him do all his crazy stuff and get all his stuff in, and, yeah. and that sort of worked. Uh, I do think there is a very good argument to be made, um, and I might even make the argument myself. And I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. I, I, uh, I I'm a Kevin Owens fan. I'm elated that he did well. I'm elated that he's you know like they've strap the proverbial rocket to him and he's going to be shot up like fast. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him, but I think there is a solid argument to make that um, this is what the win that the Rusev needed. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I myself, I would even make that. I think that Rusev is a guy who, okay, let me backtrack a couple of words. I think that Kevin Owens is a guy who would eventually get over on his own merit regardless. I think he has uh, enough of the the quote-unquote it factor that everyone talks about that no one really can define. I think he has enough of that it factor to get over on his own merit um, despite not stellar booking. Even though he's had stellar booking, but I think he could prevail over not stellar booking and eventually become a, 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 a huge star on his own. Mm-hmm. I think Rusev, they could have made Rusev a star. He has talent and potential, but he's a guy who needed the good booking to get to the stardom. Right. And so I think that if you have a choice that, that Owens could get there on his own and then you could also make another star by giving Rusev the good booking. Um, I mean, we always talk about how the reason, the reason it meant so much that Owens beat Cena is because not everyone beats Cena. So I think there's a good argument to be made that that should have been Rusev's win and then Owens could have made his own way. I think that's a, a good... I know people aren't going to like that because people like Kevin Owens, and I do too. I know people are not going to like what I'm saying. People are going to mm-hmm. like type in angry messages and stuff, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But I'm saying think about it. If Owens could have got there on his own eventually, why not let him get there on his own eventually and then still let Rusev get there with him and have two stars instead of one? I know people yeah. are like, it's great, and, I, and I'm glad that the guy's succeeding. Honestly, mm-hmm. I am, but... Uh, I think there is a really good argument to be made that that should have went to Rusev, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the jerk who's gonna make that argument. So, well, well, to further go into that, do you think that maybe the higher ups, so to speak, saw more potential in Owens than they did Rusev? I don't think I don't think Vince knows what to make of Owens. I, the, Owens is a Triple H project through mm-hmm. and through. Triple H signed him at NXT. He may he let him be a big deal in NXT. He sort of, I think Rusev got hurt, and that's why they're giving him the spot. But I think before Rusev ever got a chance, maybe it's in hindsight, it's 2020. Now that Rusev's hurt, maybe it's good that he didn't get it. It's because yeah. it would be ultimately cooled off like right after the big win. But I mean, that's hindsight. I mean, like, that's just, well, that's also just poor timing for an injury. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, no, I like Rusev a lot too. I think he <clears throat> could have been a big star. Uh, I think he can maybe still be, but I think it's a lot less um, definite now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, but uh, yeah, I don't think Vince looks at Kevin Owens and sees what guys like you and me look at Kevin Owens and sees. So I think it's highly debatable that they. I mean, I think it depends on who you're saying they are. Like if you're talking about Triple H, 
I mean, obviously Triple H is the guy who brought him in, so mm-hmm. obviously Triple H sees something in him. It's like I'm curious as to who made the decision for Elimination Chamber by saying Owens is going to go over. I mean, obviously the plan was to bring him in to be this new established heel. So, like, did Triple H have to convince him, saying, "Hey, you got to, you know, you got to trust me on this one," or? Like I would love to see how Vincent Trips worked that out, and yeah. how did Triple H come to him and say, "I, I really." I'm, I'm telling you, Vince, this is going to be your next big guy. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to have been a fly on the wall and see how that was worked out because yeah. I have to believe that Vince does not see in Owens what we uh, see yeah, in Owens, sure. and um, but he probably has faith in Triple H. I don't even know if he would. I don't even know if I'd go that far. I, I I'm sure he has some faith because. I mean, he's family, he works there, he knows the system. But I don't even know if it... Like, this is sort of an extreme case, I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Well, I mean, with the reports that Vince went down to NXT and saw what was being done and was blown away by it, maybe he's putting a little more trust in Triple H, so maybe he... Vince has guys on his roster before Kevin Owens ever got there who don't look like a stereotypical WWE star Mm -hmm. who can wrestle as well as Owens, and... it's all the same. I mean, there are guys who could have been Kevin Owens before Kevin Owens. Right. It's just now someone let Kevin Owens be a Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is, like, in hindsight, this is some, like, monumental change of the guard. We'll be able to, like, look back into retrospect and see, like, Triple H getting enough power to push guys through <laughs> to the ro- the main roster. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's weird. But And they, um, and they seem to be close because they're posting pictures all the time of, of Triple H and Kevin Owens together. Well, that's... NXT is Triple H's product yeah. uh, project, so he wants them to succeed. And I think there's a little bit of like Triple H wanting to be cool with the internet fans by like mm-hmm. saying he likes like these in- internet dudes. Well, look at know? these guys also, I brought in. That too, and also, uh, I, did do you like uh, Triple H on uh, Facebook? The Paul Levesque, uh, uh-huh. Paul. Like I, I liked him on Facebook, and he's like always posting stuff. Like he's uh like stuff about NXT, taking pictures with them. There sometimes he's in the gym. It's hard for me to reconcile Triple H of the past. <clears throat> Sorry, that's my throat is messed up. Um, it's hard for me to reconcile Triple H of the past with Triple H, the guy who's running NXT, because you see these pictures of him <clears throat> at like monitors, like being <clears throat> like a proud father of like the women of NXT or something. And he yeah. looks so like emotionally invested in how well these people are doing. It's hard for me to juxtapose that with like uh, so much of the Triple H who didn't want to put anybody over and mm-hmm. like was really uh, protective of his own spot. And so, like, how do you? It's weird, right? I yeah. don't know. The, time, the times have changed. Maybe. I mean, it could be just another like maybe just NXT is his spot now, and so he's protecting it in a sense by making sure his guys get over. I mean, that could be a way to look at it. But raw, raw guys can't like get over if, my guys. It's like, if you're in this picture with me, you're going to be going places. <laughs> sorry, know. Tyler Breeze. <laughs> but uh, sorry, Mojo Riley. But you're just not going to yeah, have well, it. But, uh, Mojo Riley's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to have more hype than that. So, uh, But yeah, but Kevin Owens does end up getting the victory. Really good stuff. So let's dive on into the next matchup. Neville versus Bo Dallas. Hard to follow the Owens and Cena matchup, but I mean, this match. Yeah, I was still on a high from that match, to be yeah, honest with you. This was definitely a cool down match. Not a whole lot of people had a lot invested in, in this matchup 
So I was um, actually, hey, can we go back to the other match? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's look, it's hard to follow that style of match. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a guy like Pac is, they should have let Pac go all out, and they and they didn't. Like they should have kept it shorter and let him go like a little bit more out because there's no way the crowd was going to invest in that match after yeah. being asked to invest in the match prior. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. It's just an unfortunate like set of circumstances. The, the match itself was fine. It just, if you're going to follow a match like they had to follow, you have to do, you know, a little more than they did. And they restrained um, Neville so, too much for that. For that so. Yeah, it seemed, it, I don't know, the crowd wasn't interested. I wasn't really interested in the matchup. I wasn't really interested in the match to begin with. Because Bo Dallas is not an esta- not a very well established guy. They're trying to bring Neville up. You know, he's being announced as the new sensation, but this matchup was kind of bland. He I mean, Neville went through his spots just fine, but I don't know, Bo Dallas was not the person he should have gone up against during this this pay per view. I would have much more preferred if Neville had been in the uh Intercontinental uh chamber match as opposed to facing Bo Dallas. How about you guys? I don't wish that match upon anyone. I wouldn't wish wish the chamber that, match? I wouldn't wish that match upon my worst enemy. And I mean <laughs> and I, and I mean like being in that awful awful match that happened. Do <laughs> you want to talk about how Let's, awful it was? Well, yeah, uh, Neville ended up getting the victory over Bo Dallas, which takes us into what Doug is calling an awful awful match. It was a train wreck. I'll give you that. But these I mean, guys, these guys could not get it together. <laughs> a little, a little something happened off schedule, and they were just like deer in headlights. They're like, "What do we do?" Okay, well, mm-hmm. we agreed that something was up. How I think he- they played it off that uh, that it was something it was meant to be or whatever. But I think something was up with. No, them. this is the the Sheamus was a planned spot. He pulled yes. his cross out. That was supposed to get him heat. Mark right. Henry was not supposed to be out that early. They, they, the pod was not supposed to break. Henry, yeah. they, he, Henry was the only one who could inf- improvise. Thank God. Like <laughs> the ref was like, "No, you got to stay in there." And he, Henry, is smart enough to know that a big, massive Hulk of a man like him is not going to stay in the pod and listen to the puny ref. Where he mm-hmm. says, "No, no, you don't come out of that pod yet." He's like, "Of course, Mark Henry is coming out of the pod." <laughs> Everyone else. If you are that level of the industry, you should be able to improvise a little better than they did yeah. because they circled around and communicated to the ref for like what felt like five consecutive minutes. Yeah. Like Ziggler kept <laughs> Ziggler like paragraphed out. He like long form paragraphed the script out to the ref who had to yeah. who had to circle it around to R Truth, and then it was almost like R Truth was like, "Wait, what did he say?" And then they had to do it again. <laughs> Like, yeah. they could not get it together. Mark Henry did the right thing. Mm-hmm. He should have came out when it was yeah. working. He would look like an idiot standing yes. in there. What they should have done is, for that kind of spot, whether it was intentional or not, for the glass to break, they should have just gone to a different pod. Yes. I think R-Truth was already out of his pod at that at that moment in time, so just go to that pod and, and do that particular spot. Yeah. So that way, you or, don't have to worry about the risks. Or if, like... Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Where they mm-hmm. threw them in there. What what just... what threw them off? I think is they they had their their match so mapped out that Henry wasn't supposed to be in there yet. So they had to that threw off their whole. He was match, probably like. supposed to come out after Sheamus, right? And so once Henry entered, you know, entered himself into the matchup, it threw everything off. They're like, okay, now we've got to beat each other up 
to stall until Seamus does his spot. Right. Which that took an extra four or five minutes. Is he? They still stuck to his like I'm stuck in the yeah. Thing. What can I do? And then they all beat oh. each other up, and he's like, "Oh, now I fixed it. Oh, are you not entertained?" <laughs> that that line it wouldn't have bothered me. So that that spot wouldn't have bothered me so much if they had not like gone off the rails before we got yeah, there. Yeah, that was like eight minutes of uncomfortable. Right. Like we don't know what's going on right now. They, See, didn't, they what, didn't know what to do. They do, they couldn't figure out what to do. Like, how do you get to that spot on the biggest like company in the industry mm-hmm. and can't improvise better than that? I don't know. See, all this stuff just threw me off because with that, I thought something was wrong with the Seamus thing. Like, he was actually... No, no, Henry was the legit mess up. The Seamus was planned. Yeah. It was planned. You know, we're sitting there going, oh my gosh, like, what more can go wrong until he reached down and pulled out you know his his necklace right and it was like okay that was at least plain right right but the eight minute interval that happened between that was just terrible i stick to it mark henry would look like an idiot if he didn't walk out of the pod he did the right thing i know i can get out but i'm just gonna chill here for for a while until my buzzer goes off what they should have done is just re like rigged the order and had the thing like shine on his pod and be like oh he's the next guy out Mm -hmm. like you know that would have been like, I mean, I guess they still apparently wouldn't have been able to get it together, but mm-hmm. man, like Ziggler, like Ziggler had a almost full blown conversation with the referee and yep. they were like trying to figure out what they're going to do. Yep. Even yeah. whenever he was like on the mat laying down, he's still, you know, trying to cover his mouth and talk to the ref. Hey, here's what's going to happen next. And he's just like, how can they not just like pair off and then be like, we'll just like, you know, brawl like you pair off, you two pair off. Us two are gonna pair off. We're gonna brawl for a little bit mm-hmm. until enough time comes for Seamus to come out. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, <laughs> I don't know, poorly, poorly executed. Um, I don't, I don't know. What did, what did you think about the victor, Ryback getting the win? I'm fine with it. Yeah, I feel like he's had like a decent year, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm totally cool with like him having the. But I thought they were gonna give this Sheamus, but apparently he's gonna be in Money in the Bank and mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't know. It's hard to have any strong feelings about anybody <laughs> to want that won that match. <laughs> I'm just I'm curious as to what the discussion was when they all went backstage. Like, were some of the officials? Going off on these guys, or I don't know. Like I'm curious. Does does Ziggler seem like the ring general of all the guys that are out there? You would think. I see. Like Henry's the vet, right? You you would think Henry would like rally the boys. Henry's the vet, but again, he didn't come in until much later. So I think Dolph was one of the starting starting guys. It was him and Barrett, I believe. And uh, isn't it weird for like Barrett to excuse me get beat again? Like it's weird. Yeah, that had to be improv. I don't think he was supposed to get beat there, or at least. Well, I mean, he got pinned by by Truth. Yeah, see, Truth has not been doing anything of note with anybody, yeah. so it's weird that the the King of the Ring got pinned by Truth. You would think that Truth would be out first. Well, Barrett has not had a string of good sure. luck since winning the, sure. the King or of the even Ring. before that. Yeah, his his lovely run as Intercontinental Champion. Who could forget since that? Since being back from injury, he's done <laughs> absolutely nothing. Yeah. They gave him the the bad news gimmick. It started to get over, so they took that away from him. Gave him the uh, intercontinental title. Lost every single match. See, I'm not high on the. I wasn't high on the bad news stuff. I yeah. mean, I know some people liked it, so why not? It was a catchphrase that got popular. That's it about was it. Yeah, I just it, don't know. It was more annoying when JBL would say it. 
I had King no, I bad news. I didn't have any problems with Wade Barrett doing it. I was sick to death of JBL going, I just love it when he says, I've got some bad news. Well, he's on the JBL and Cole show. Yeah. So, um, a lot. But the Elimination Chamber, my goodness. Uh, Ryback ends up getting the victory. Daniel Bryan presenting the title to uh, to Ryback, you know, showing class. And you mean do you mean the Ryback? The Ryback, yes. Thank you. Oh, Thank I you like for that. that. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna present the Ryback. Yeah, it was good stuff. So, uh, so that takes us into the uh, the main event of the evening: Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. Um, you know what? What an act to follow after that grueling. Elimination Chamber match. Uh, I would love to have to follow that because how can you? <laughs> how can you be worse than that? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, well, Doug, we'll we'll go to you first. What did you think about the matchup? Uh, you know, we'll talk about the ending, I guess, as well. But I, I thought I thought the match was fine. It was not the best match these guys have had. I, in fact, I think the Raw match yeah. that Ambrose won was a lot. With the roll up, was a lot better than mm-hmm. this. Um, but it was fine. I think what hurts it is the finish. I don't know that you can get away with like the dusty finish like in <laughs> like 2015. You know? No, I don't know that you can get away with that. I don't think people will let you. It's like just a many, bad finish. Like how many times have have the referees reversed the decision because another referee came out and finished the matchup here lately? You know, it's just is uh, there's been a string of these special events that have had wonky endings. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Don't like uh, it. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel bad for the people who don't have the network because like high speed internet isn't available where they live right. or something like that to where they have to f- purchase these events. So they're paying fifty dollars every two weeks now and being called stupid Ooh. for it and being called stupid for it, and they're getting false finishes to just further storylines. Look, I, I get that the network sort of changes the business in the sense that you're not driving to, uh, to like, conclu- I mean, you, I don't know. You have to find a way to find, to deliver more satisfying conclusions to these angles. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way. Yeah. Like, quit. I mean, it's just garbage, man. Come cut, on. Give cut some- back on the special pay-per-views. I still think if they did eight a year, there, it, that would be plenty. See, I... I think their head is right for right now. I think you could once you get the audience you're looking for, you can scale back. But I think their head is in the right place. I think if you want people to buy this network, you have to make them feel like they have to have the network. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? If that means you have a special event every three weeks that you need to see, then they have a special event every three weeks that you need to see. Yeah, uh, I get. Th- I I think they're fine in having the number they are, but I think the quality and the you have to you just have to provide more satisfying conclusions to these angles that yeah they are. and one of the things that's driving me nuts is like i'm paying for the network and yet they're offering month after month after month free for new subscribers with no cancellation you know problems you can cancel anytime you want so you can sign up for the network get the first month free cancel it and i'm assuming once the next month starts up do it all over again. I I, I don't believe maybe that. do maybe do like a different email address or something. I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, you can probably scam the system somehow, but you can scam any system somehow. Yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could probably go on the internet and torrent the the show. I mean, yeah. I'm not advocating for torrents or anything. <laughs> I feel like, but there are ways that people. Yeah, have found. I, I mean, I think 
ten dollars is a fair price for, for what you're getting from the network. Right. I feel like it's worth it to have it. And, and you're getting solid enough quality. Sure. I, I mean, mean our, eh, well. my internet's kind of meh sometimes, so it'll freeze every now and then. But I just I like, really it. The, my, I like it because of the NXT. I, yeah, I have a lot less that problem too. with like the price point and the fact I it doesn't bother me that other people are getting it for free because it only unless you're out to scam the system, that only works for you one time and then you're just a customer. Yeah. But uh I don't know. But it's just they have to provide more satisfying conclusions to these things. Yeah. So basically Ambrose uh, gets the win, however the referee Yeah. reverses it. I think the highlights of this match is when he made that weird face and then the internet blew up with memes. <laughs> For Rollins, oh his cross-eyed gosh. face. Yeah. That's been blowing up. And then um, just the whole thing about, you know, with the referees and people mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, he, he deserves the belt, but oh, no, he didn't. He won the match, but he, you know, yeah. way of uh, disqualification mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, you know, I mean, but he's still going to take the belt because he deserves it. I don't know. Did you guys feel like they were setting up? Man, I'm sorry, my throat is real scratchy today. I'm sorry, uh, my throat. Ah. Did you guys feel like at any point they were like setting up Roman for a hill turn, like the way yes. they set up the night? But they're like, "Hey, you better not get involved in that main event tonight." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, man, I just bought the beer. Whatever, you know." I feel like they might even be building towards it coming down the down the line. Because this week on Raw, they put him in three matches. Ambrose was nowhere to be found until the very end. Right. So it's like, dude, I just I was just in three matches with my money in the bank status on the line. Where were you? You weren't in my corner. Right. So it, I mean, it could lead to something like that, but we'll have to see. But uh, Ambrose does end up getting the victory via disqualification. Rollins keeps the belt. Um well, well Ambrose, well, Ambrose kept the He's belt. still champion. He doesn't have the belt. How the about champion that? buys the beer. That's right. So, well, uh, you mean, they already got the, the beer. So that pretty much concludes Elimination Chamber. So really, he was just going to give Roman a refund. Or maybe he's going to yeah. pay him back. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Because the champ buys the beer. So uh, so good stuff. Let's dive on into Raw now. Uh, the Raw after Elimination Chamber. We kick things off with a typical authority Roman Reigns promo. Or I say a typical Roman Reigns, but typical authority promo featuring Roman Reigns this time around. Um, Seth Rollins is fuming over the events that happened at Elimination Chamber. Um, wanting to talk and Triple H and Steph not wanting to let him because they know he's a hothead right now. Um, Roman Reigns sort of taunting them, saying, well, hey, if you want the title back, you got to agree to another matchup against Dean Ambrose. And Seth Rollins accepts and calls Kane a seven-foot-tall seven piece of crap. Is that what he called him? Or turd or something along that? Along I don't those know, lines. I, I watched Raw, like, peripherally while I was trying to get all this other shit done. So yeah. I can't really speak to too much of anything, okay. to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but it, it was I mean, t- I stopped and paid attention to the Owen stuff, and then, like, I stopped what I was doing to hear that, like, mm-hmm. completely, and then the rest of it was just kind of like, oh, that's Glancing going at, on. yeah. So, um, it was a typical, you know, 15-minute time killer, which leads into the first match. Roman Reigns going up against King Barrett. Um, I didn't have any issues with this matchup. It just continues the, the losing streak for... King Barrett, Wade Barrett, Bad News Barrett, whatever you want to call him. B&B. Yeah, B&B, whatever. Um, King of the losses, I guess. But, I don't know, nothing wrong with the matchup. It was fine. Leader of the Nexus. Yeah, former leader of the Nexus, the Winds of Change, all that good stuff. The Winds of 
Orange. Yeah. Chris Jericho's jabroni. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Genesis of McGillicuddy. Yes. So um Nexus of the Genesis of McGillicuddy. This I mean this this episode of Raw was very Roman heavy because they were trying to I guess punish him for Dean Ambrose not being at Raw. So they're saying, okay, well, you're going to have to face King Barrett, and uh, if you lose, you're out of money in the bank. And so he ends up being victorious and goes backstage, and authority congratulate him on the win. They said, well, psych. Yeah, psych. Somebody's going to get the ass kicked. Somebody's going to get their wig split. And, uh, eat him up. Eat, break his neck. Break, break his, his neck. neck. So, um, yeah, so basically he tells, the, the authority tell uh, Roman that he's got another matchup schedule for that night so against mark henry we didn't just sing it mark yeah, henry's it theme song henry. for no reason yeah <laughs> for those listening to past Crazy yeah, really fuck we were, and i'm coming through the door we really like that theme song but we didn't just sing it for no yeah. reason. So. somebody gonna get their ass kicked so uh yeah so after that we got to see ryback come out and cut a nice little promo saying you know i know i know you guys don't want a, a crybaby ryback or anything like that but i just want to tell you you know how humbling it is to to be the intercontinental champion and how i'm going to try and do you guys proud and you know just like you know dana bryan would want feed me more opponents and so he decides to defend the or no he he didn't decide he was told that he was going to have to defend the intercontinental championship and it was against the miz of all people who for some reason automatically just gets a title shot for whatever reason well because he has that really cool robe now well, the, he <laughs> and he's back. Well, the he modified his robe to be yeah. even cooler now. Yeah, sure, that. So uh, match doesn't even get this started. This needs to be in the limelight, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already a Hollywood star. How much more limelight does he need? Well, he pretends a lot. So much more. So much more than he gets. Uh, so the match doesn't get started, and it's interrupted by the Big Show, who comes out, KOs the Miz. And says, you think you're the big guy? Well, you've got nothing on the big show. And that's pretty much it. And Ryback starts chanting, feed me more. Woo! Well, you're doing the suck it, son. No, I was doing this. (laughs) Feed Feed me me more? More. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, whatever. Uh, After that, we got to see Kevin Owens come out. And that, that was... The end of the first hour, amazingly enough. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out to talk about the match, talks about how he said he was going to do something and he delivered. That's what he's about. He's about delivering. My kid is a John Cena fan. I don't blame him because he's a kid. uh, And the WWE has built him up to be a real-life superhero. Uh, I thought the the mic work was really solid from from Kevin Owens. How about you, Doug? I liked it a lot. I like... when When Owens came in, it was just about him making a name for himself off of Cena. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to continue, he already did that. He accomplished that. So if they're going to continue the feud, it has to become personal. Yeah. And I thought this was a really good uh, reasoning for why it would become personal. I thought it was a good twist for... You why know, he would want to fight Cena again. Why, just yeah. saying, no, I beat you. I'm done. Right, right. So I like the idea of working his kid into it and the fact that, you know... He's a kid. He's right. A kid. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I, I like that a lot. I like the the logic of it. So. Mm-hmm. And that brought out John Cena to talk about the reasons why he does what he does and what he stands for. And again, more amazing uh, mic work. So these two are having amazing chemistry together. Their match at Elimination Chamber was awesome. Their mat- their promos are, are doing great. 
you know the kid that he pointed out the the, the kid that had the sign that says I'm beating cancer. Mm-hmm. Like after Raw, like he they brought him in the ring so they crack it whatever. You know I looked at that video and do you know that there was like hundreds of people who are like thumbs downing that video? Like what kind of sick fuck? Yeah. Like downvotes a video like that. Just someone who hates John Cena no yeah. matter what. Check your fucking life if you're if you're downvoting <laughs> like cancer kids, you fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I don't know why it, that rubbed me the wrong way. I just did. I don't know. Maybe it were like maybe it was like the kids in attendance who didn't get to meet John Cena. <laughs> so they're like, oh, you know, because I did see a kid holding the John Cena number one fan sign. And you know what I'm going to do since they didn't allow me to go in the ring? I'm going on YouTube and disliking that video. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, God, I hate John Cena so much. And I I hate what he does for the kids. And I hate that he does all this charity work. I'm giving this a thumbs down on YouTube. Yeah, I mean. That'll show him. (laughs) Yeah. America. No. Not even that. It could be anyone from anywhere. I mean, examine your life if you feel the need to downvote the cancer kid. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. He, He made that kid's day he made that kid's month he made that kid's year he probably even made that kid's life he's gonna remember that fucking hope so man so fucking hope so that kid's going through hell i mean mm-hmm. whatever i hope he keeps on fighting and the next time that they roll into san antonio he'll be there saying i beat cancer not i'm beating cancer so i gave the cancer attitude adjustment that's right so uh yeah so i mean really great Mike work from Kevin Owens and John Cena. They're going to sell this matchup and they're going to deliver once again. So it's going to be really cool stuff. Uh, after that, we got to see Dolph Ziggler going up against Kofi Kingston. Lana escorted um, Ziggler out. Uh, the new day, of course, was with Kofi Kingston. Uh, Ziggler ended up getting the victory. However, the new day decided to attack. Yeah. Why did they attack? Because Kofi lost. I was going to go because new. They, they sucks. Oh. No, I was gonna say. Oh, I'm sorry. I like them. Well, well, in this case, they <clears throat> suck because they're attacking. You know, it's a three on one. It's they're attacking somebody. That's not good. You don't want to do yeah, that. But I'm, 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 I'm doing what they do. I like, know. I, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, New um, day rocks my socks off. Yeah. So the New Day does attack, but the primetime players come out and make the save. And uh, whenever we come back from commercial, we've got a tag match player. Six-man tag match. Dolph Ziggler and primetime players going up against the New Day. Ziggler and primetime players end up getting the victory. So this is going to further their feud for, uh, I guess, money in the bank. Maybe we'll see the New Day going up against primetime players, and then Kofi Kingston will be in the ladder match. Making moves, making moves. Making million-dollar moves. So, good stuff. So, th- after that, we got to see the second matchup from Roman Reigns. He defeated Mark Henry via countout, which I thought was a, a good move because you don't want to have, you know, a guy who's already worn out from one match, you know, decidedly beat the world's strongest man. So, he found another way to get the victory. And also, was- he just came back at the chamber that he didn't win, and now this is, like, his first, like, match, match back. Yeah. Win, so. Yeah. So, it's like... So- what are they going to do with Mark Henry? I mean, I think I've accepted that he's just in the phase of his career. Enhancing. Where he's enhancing other dudes. I mean, he did get that one awesome run. Uh, the, the Hall of Pain run was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing they did all year that year. Is that year. the one where he was psyching people out with Cena or whatever? And he had the, uh, that was even no, prior that was after to that. that. It was yeah. after that. 
Well, his his run the was, Hall of Pain, yes. Yeah, the Hall of Pain. His 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 world heavyweight title oh, run okay. was the Hall of Pain run. Yeah, and that 2011, I believe. What you're talking about happened after that run. Mm-hmm. So that was cool too. I mean. Yeah, at least got, he got that cool moment. But uh, but yeah, Roman Reigns ends up getting the victory. Goes backstage, getting worn out. Authority come out and say, "Hey, man, congratulations, but don't take that vest off yet. We've got one more match for you lined up. So make sure you." Follow the buzzards. <laughs> so, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is me running after the buzzards. It's like a cha cha slide or something. I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, after that, we got to see a uh, Divas Championship match between Paige, the villain, I'm guessing, in this situation, going up against Nikki, the good fighting champion. Holy fuck! Are they are they getting Nikki to break AJ's record or what? Because they started mentioning how long she's been the champ. She yeah. is totally surpassing that record. Yeah, and uh, I hope not. But good lord, it seems like they're trying to do it. And uh, the match. What do you mean you hope not? I just, Let's examine that. I'm Let's not, unpack that. I'm not a fan of Let's Nikki. I'm not a fan of you think her run. A, you think there's a better option on that roster? Because I don't. I think she's been better than Paige. I think, I, she's I think it's time Naomi. to bring someone up in from NXT. Well, sure, but I mean, and dethrone her. Withstanding the NXT girls, I mean, Nikki's been the most consistent diva on the roster, and yeah. a lot of that is is opportunity. Yeah, but I mean, she had I mean, she's was, probably the most improved. But she throws a fucking better elbow than Wade Barrett. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but it's uh, I don't know. It's her promos and the fact that the face champion. Cheated by using the twin magic to get the win. Yeah, but that's shitty like match layout, that's shitty booking, that's a shitty finish. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean she's not the best option. Diva NXT Divas but it's NXT just, women withstanding. But it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, she was a face like ten minutes ago and now she's her her body language, the way that they won the match, that's all that of a heel. So it's like, can you make up your freaking mind about what you're trying to do? I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with you as far yeah. as that goes. I just feel like of the divas on the roster right now, yeah. she's been the best and most consistent. Yeah. So I don't know. Will they? Will they break the the record? Maybe we'll have to see. Yes. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah. calling it now. There's no way she's not dropping that title until AJ's fucking numbers in the dust. AJ comes back for one match and de- and dethrones her. The day before she nope. breaks the record. Nope. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Nikki's going to be the longest reigning diva. Uh, no. Well, do you know what AJ's uh, number is off the top of your head? I do not. Do you know ballpark what it is? I do not. Yeah. I, wonder how clo- I wonder how close we are. I don't know. We'll have to... Uh, 184. <laughs> have to see if we can find that or not. So, um... Stall, stall, stall. Yeah. Tyler and I are stalling. Tyler's not doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, well, he didn't catch Raw this week. No, so. but I mean, like, I'm saying stall, stall, stall. stall Tyler stall. and I are stalling. I look, I look at Tyler, and he's just, like, staring at the floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's why I said he's not doing shit. Yeah. Stalling. 295 days. Okay. I think we got, like, 100-something days plus. <laughs> I think she's, like, right at 200, somewhere around. Oh, okay, okay. Or getting close to it. So, I bet you could wiki that real quick and find out what she's at. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, they just announced she was like at 198 or something like that. All right. But, uh, yeah. After that, we got to see Randy Orton going up against Sheamus. 
And this match, to me personally, was completely boring. The crowd wasn't into it. They didn't seem into it. I don't know what it is about Sheamus versus Randy Orton that just it sucks the energy out of the room. Because they both have, they both work like their niche of the WWE main event style. Mm. And it's just without something else to bounce off of that, it like they just don't have good chemistry together. I don't. I don't know if I'd say. Yeah, you you might be right. You might be right. I don't. I don't know if I'm willing to say it's chemistry. It may just be like a not a good style like mesh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like as soon as the bell rings, it seems like the crowd just like they dies can have and, a competent match together. It's yeah. just not very interesting. Yeah, I mean, the crowd wakes up whenever Orton does his signatures and stuff like that because he's over with the crowd. But their their matches are are boring. I'm sorry, it's just I'm not digging it. But uh, Sheamus ends up hitting Orton with a chair, causing a disqualification. Yeah, I blame them both. I like Sheamus quite a bit. Uh, After that, we got to see uh, a promo from Rusev where he was interviewed by Byron Saxton. I like Sheamus as much as a girl does. Not in that way, but I like him as much. (laughs) Uh, What what about Byron Saxton? Uh, He was interviewing Rusev. Did you happen to see that? Yeah, this was totally weird. (laughs) Like, Like... it seemed like Rusev was trying to do like the acting job of his career. He was trying to look super depressed. He did look super depressed. He was like, uh, I've lost everything. I've lost my title. I've lost my woman. <laughs> and I've lost, I hurt my ankle. I am a broken man with a broken ankle and a broken spirit. <laughs> and I don't know what to do, but I will get them all back. Yeah, it was sort of weird, wasn't it? It was very weird. It was interesting. So, um, yeah. Do we know how how long he's out? Projected? Ooh, uh, with a frac- uh, I believe the injury was a fractured ankle. It was um, a fractured heart because Lana broke it. Yeah, that could be that could be up to six weeks, I would think. So, uh, fractured heart only goes. You're allowed months to years you dated. So, like, if he dated her for two years, he gets two months of a fractured heart. Mm-hmm. That's the. Uh, that's a formula. Yeah. He's allowed that. <laughs> oh, so... I can uh, see that. Uh, do you agree on this? Uh, when he comes back, he should wear uh, boots. Look, you know my thing about feet. I don't want to see nobody's <laughs> fucking feet. Ever. So, <laughs> well, you've been seeing Rusev's feet for a long time. Yeah, but at least he put some tape on those motherfuckers. <laughs> he needs to put boots on so if he lands... Look, I'm not... that are made for walking? Look, I ain't fucking yeah. walking outside barefoot to, like... Check the mill. <laughs> so you're talking to the wrong dude. I fucking wear like socks in my hey, house. Check my feet. I don't take my shoes off. If you, sh- <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> Punchies. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we'll have to see how Rusev can recover and if he decides that he wants to wear boots from going forward. Uh, after that, we got to see. You a- should tweet him about it, Tyler. May- yeah, definitely you should. Yeah, I'm gonna take my shirt off. Sure, and tweet Rusev. So uh, after that, we got to see a rematch between Neville and Bo Dallas. I'm sure it's the rematch everyone wanted to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, Neville once again gets the victory. Nothing really to take and away from it. He's your new champion. So uh, after that, it was the main event. Roman Reigns going up against Bray Wyatt and the authority were standing on the, uh, what is that? Near the entrance. The ramp. Yeah. Right. So um, 
or the stage, however you want to say it, whatever you want to call it. So Roman Reigns ends up defeating Bray Wyatt, which I don't know how I feel about that because here you've got Roman Reigns in his third match of the night going up against a 100% Bray Wyatt. And I know I and I did the Twitter for for WNS on Monday and I got a lot of slack for for saying that because people were saying, "Oh, you're you're just biased." Uh, against Roman Reigns. It was like, it has nothing to do with Roman Reigns. It was the fact that a 100% Bray Wyatt lost to someone who had already competed in two other matches. That's that, that's what my gripe was. Well, I think that the storyline that they set up, he either has to triumph or mm-hmm. you have to fuck him over because you don't set him up to, to lose. Yeah. So maybe they should have just... Schmaz did a lot more. Had the, yeah, I had the match end in disqualification Schmeckle. or something like that. But, I mean, if you're building Bray Wyatt as the new face of fear, you don't have him lose to a guy who's already wrestled twice that night. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I'm I'm not saying it's, it's great storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, well, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying it's not great storytelling. Yeah. But, I, but it's sort of, they either have to do a no finish again or you have to just let him triumph anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just stupid booking in the sense that you're booking two guys who shouldn't be losing against each other. Yeah. So, anyways, Roman Reigns ends up getting the victory, and uh, Dean Ambrose finally shows up, fending off the authority and helping Roman Reigns towards the end, and uh, they end up leaving through the crowd. So that was pretty much it. Gonna make it wane. Yeah, make it wane. So, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much Raw. Um, did y'all? Did you guys get to watch uh, Ring of Honor? I did not. I didn't watch. Well, I tried. I fell asleep watching Ring of Honor, <clears throat> and that's not a statement on the product. That's a statement of I was super fucking tired because <clears throat> I've been working sixty hour weeks. So also, Doug wrestles on the side. I saw like maybe five minutes of uh, Silas Young versus Watanabe, and they played off of the night one of the um, War of the Worlds where uh, Silas. And Watanabe teamed versus um, Gato and Moose, and they did the handshake at the end after, or Watanabe tried to shake his hand at the end after they lost, and then Silas gave him the clothesline, and uh, they sort of played that up here. But I fell asleep, and again, that is not uh, indicative of the product. That is just me being super fucking tired. Mm-hmm. So the, the long drawn answer is no, I didn't really see it. Okay. Well, let's dive on into Lucha Underground. We're not going to talk about NXT because we kind of covered most of that last week since we recorded on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, let's dive into to Lucha Underground. The first matchup we got to see Johnny Mundo going up against Aerostar. So, Tyler, did you get to catch this matchup? Yeah, Johnny Mundo was very aggressive. I know they're playing mm-hmm. up on the, um, I guess, the heel turn. The heel turn. Rudo son. Yeah, okay. I get used to saying that. Uh, <laughs> you know, with the whole... Um, which is it's a weird dynamic thing, to be honest with you, with uh, him and uh, El Patron, because El Patron would be like mean and stuff towards him, and just you know very smart ass and just say stuff to him, and you know just Jaimundo was fed up with it, mm-hmm. so then he you know attacked him. So I don't know if if they're both you know Rudo or or Technico. I don't know what they are, but um, we'll see. Exactly how it plays out, but um, Jai Mundo was very aggressive in this match and was beating the heck out of Aerostar. Yeah, 
Aerostar got some things in, but it's just pretty much Wasn't Johnny enough. Mundo's um, match. Yeah. How about you, Doug? Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Um, uh, also, I don't know if it was before or after. It's every time I forget the the other um, clips and stuff. So mm-hmm. there was one of uh, whoever that girl's name is who escaped that dojo or whatever. Uh, Black Lotus? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chavo uh, met her at the at the uh, <laughs> front of the uh, temple. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, you know, I hate the Quetos uh, too." And it's like, "Let me help you." You know, you know the Greos hate them too, and so that was pretty much it. Yeah. And then there was another later on. There was an interview with uh, Vampiro and Sexy Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too much of it or whatever it's just she they're gonna it's gonna be a, a match later on with um sexy star and uh pentagon jr oh hey let me say this before i forget but i mean it has to do with lucha underground but it's not the show because i didn't see it court bauer of mlw radio said something on this past week's show where he said that lucha underground was going to be might be in a position to make a big announcement soon and so speculation is sort of out there as to what that might be and we all know they haven't officially announced the second season so we don't know if that's as simple as a second season we don't know if that's something even bigger and crazy or like hmm. a tour or whatever but uh we all know his co-host is conan conan works for lucha underground and triple a obviously i think he has a, some sort of hand in creative even so um that's probably a very good source if you're a co-host with someone involved in the process so I know it sounds bad or whatever, but I kind of don't. I mean, I would love to see them, but I kind of like just like them stay where they are because it goes with like I think we talked about this last week. As just, far as touring, yeah, just stay with the you know because the temple itself and sort you know, of a character. Just, yeah, but I mean, if it does, they I mean, gotta I find like, a way to monetize. Bottom line, yeah, yeah, sell them shirts. Oh, also, uh, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention to the last few episodes but this episode and when i was watching on demand they had some commercials they did show a commercial for uh their merchandise Mm -hmm. have y'all seen it before see i don't get the station i watch it online so i didn't see that until i believe um when i was at your house last week we watched it i was like oh have they been showing these commercials Mm -hmm. every time yeah they show it every once in a while i don't i don't want to say it's every week i'm sure it's every week but i tend to fast forward through the commercials now Right. But um but yeah, uh so well I'm I'm sure we'll post the uh the link for the uh, Lucha Underground fans so that they can go and get their merch on. Well, the if you're watching it, it's on the commercial or whatever. Yeah. So uh but if you don't happen to catch it in time, we can post it on there. Um but the next matchup we got to see championship match. Hernandez going up against Prince Puma. So Tyler, what do you think about this matchup? Oh, I enjoyed it. Um uh, uh, Hernandez was dominant for a while and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I liked uh, one of the parts. I liked uh, where uh, Puma was taunting uh, Hernandez and was doing the walk and mm-hmm. stuff. And but uh, uh, yeah, there you go. What's so funny is Vampiro plays the um, the hill commentator at times. He was like on <laughs> Hernandez's side yeah. and he was like, "Get Conan! Conan like, I Shut can't up. stand Conan." I'm like, what, what, "Conan's just helping Puma." Well, him and Conan don't like each other, so he's, like, biased there. See, I think that is a clear character definition of Vampiro. If it comes to Conan or someone involved with Conan, Vampiro talks shit. 
But he also is just sort of back and forth, like between who he likes and who he doesn't. <laughs> he, sometimes in the same match. But the Conan, yeah. but the Conan stuff is like by the books. Like he doesn't like Conan or people involved with Conan. Hmm. It was it was an entertaining match, and you know Puma won, and that's good. And yep. your Prince Puma gets the victory. Head for the next person who's going to challenge him. One, two, three, victory. Uh-huh. Anything, Prince uh, Puma to say. About um, it. it's so hard to remembering what happened a week ago, you know. But uh, it was it was a, it was a fun match. It was a good match. They put on a good show. But the uh, I mean, the match that everyone is probably going to be talking about is the main event. No, I heard this show was nuts versus Phoenix. Oh my god, like crazy stuff. You know, better than the casket match. <sighs> I don't know. It was up there with it. But yeah, it's definitely it up there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say yes wholeheartedly. But there was there was some really good spots. Um, I mean, did <clears throat> did Martez just beat his fucking ass like he did in the gasket match? Pretty, and then pretty then much. Phoenix got some cool spots in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they they okay. So let me ask you a question: Did they go? Uh, if I remember correctly, was that Dario Cueto's office they went through? No, it wasn't. Uh, Martez picked him up, picked up Phoenix over his shoulders, went up the steps. Like where they where they come out normally went over there and there's like I guess a storage closet or something that's right there right. and just threw them through it like straight through the ceiling and crashed below and uh, fans the were going spot nuts. That top the thing where what's his name did that crossbody off of? Uh, no, that's on the other side. Oh, it's on the other side. Yeah, uh. this one was on the on the left side. The Phoenix the hard uh, camera. Phoenix bleed again because he bled fucking buckets in that fucking uh, yeah he casket did match. Nah, he didn't on this one. He just like slammed. I mean, it was. But uh, Mil Muertes, whenever he came out, he also had uh, three guys coming out with like a skull mask on on their heads. So everyone was I like, don't know "Who are was, these guys? What are they all?" Like a beam of light or whatever that hit his face, but looked like his blue little contacts eyes were glowing mm. at one point. Or whatever, I think it's just a beam of light that just hit his special face. effects later yeah. on in post. So. um... But yeah, it was pretty nuts. Uh, Mil Muertes ended up getting the victory, and uh, who's the lady who's with him? Katrina. Oh, Katrina. Yeah. She gave Phoenix the lick of death. Yeah, that so, was hilarious. Yeah, she was all. Like, uh, they, do they play up further storyline as to why she's going back and forth between these dudes? No, not that I can remember. But uh, but yeah, Muertes. She did that to him. Like, didn't she also give uh, Muertes the lick of death whenever Phoenix beat him in the casket match? Oh, she liked them. I might be wrong about that. It's mm. been a, it's been a while. Um, and the last thing <laughs> for the episode to go, <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah. Uh, so the crew is with Dario Cueto. They're in front of the cage with the I guess the brother or whatever. Right? Oh, they show the brother? No. No. no, oh, no. Okay. But they're like, okay, since y'all didn't complete this, uh, one of y'all has. One to of you has to pay. One of you has to pay. So. They have all three of them. And I don't know which one's what. I forgot their names. They turn to the middle guy. They get him. They put him by the bars. And they're just slamming his head into the bars. And you see blood come out everywhere and stuff. No, it wasn't from them slamming. Like they, they. I thought they kept on slamming. That's why they, blood. No, they grab him and bring him up to the to the uh, to the cage. And you know he's there. And all of a sudden you see him like jerk forward. Right. And he's like ah ah. 
like blood's that, and, everywhere. and the guys aren't looking, but like blood's going all over their face, and I mean, it's like it's not like a little spurt. It's like like a Tarantino, or like yeah. like a Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, so who, I exactly. forgot that guy, but. So he's dead, apparently. I don't, I don't know why I went to Tarantino instead of Robert Rodriguez ah, on, his own, he, they, on his own fucking channel, though. They I work mean, together. So you know. that character is not coming back. <laughs> even even Cuerto had, had a little blood on him. He's like, ugh, okay, well, I'm out of here. So, <laughs> that was it. So I guess they killed him Yeah. Uh, on a wrestling show. Someone died. It's like, yeah! He has been sacrificed to the oh. brother. I I'm, I wonder how they're gonna play off this brother thing because if he, because if he doesn't look really fucking scary it's gonna come off bad you know like it's gonna he, be Rey Mysterio all along. <laughs> <laughs> I have the bite of Chihuahua, but the heart of a champion. So Rey Mysterio, it's gonna he be has six some, arms. It's just gonna be some scrawny dude. Hey guys, my name's Steve. Steve, how's it, how's it's it Marty the Moth. <laughs> So uh, I was in a cocoon. Now I'm a mega moth. Cocoon. So good stuff. So that's any other wrestling that y'all wanted to discuss? Ticker. I know Evolve had sh- again. I didn't see basically anything. I know Evolve had shows over the weekend, but I didn't see them yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, Global Force is getting ready for their tours, or their tour is underway. So go to the go to their website for all the details on that. See if they're coming to your area. Uh, we are going to be uh, promoting some local charity events that's going to be going on here in the next uh, next few months. So uh, definitely stick around for that if you hours. happen to be if you happen to be in the Houston area. Uh, if you're listening to the show, there's going to be something for you to go to at least. But now it's time to go into the Q and A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question comes to us from Paul, saying, "Hey guys, great show. Do you think Ring of Honor and TNA will do crossover shows? And also, have you seen any Scottish wrestling?" Uh, never say never, I guess, but I don't think they will. They mm. did in the past, but I don't, I don't know if they'll do it now. Yeah. I think that Ring of Honor is very cautious about associating with TNA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, the only way they're getting involved with TNA in any way, shape, or form is if Destination America tells them to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you noticed all the TNA guys promoting Ring of Honor coming, you didn't see Ring of Honor saying shit about TNA. Yeah, just that they were going to Destination America. Right, which is a big fucking difference. So, yeah. and even I think like Joe Coff was in interviews saying, but he didn't say anything about them until... He was asked specifically about them, and he said he couldn't. He couldn't think of a better neighbor. He didn't call them par. <laughs> he didn't call them partners. He didn't call them associates. He said neighbor, as in mm-hmm. we happen to be right next to these dudes. Yeah. And ladies. well, I don't talk to them. <laughs> I let them do their thing. He didn't say I good neighbors. Thing. He didn't say friendly neighbors. Yeah. He just said like I they, see them in the yard, watering yeah. the yard. I wave to them really whenever talk. I drive in. Yeah, you know. Uh, there is a stink and a taint on TNA, and I think they are very cautious of being any more involved than they have to. Those do motherfuckers, their dog bear not shit in my yard. It's all I gotta say. <laughs> so unless Destination oh, yeah. America says, "Hey, you guys have to fucking work with these guys," then I say I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah, if they have any say in it. Have you seen any Scottish wrestling? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Give us a give us a promotion. Maybe we, if they have some uh, YouTube content. That way we can check it out as well. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah, I can't say that I have seen any Scottish wrestling. 
Okay. So thanks for the questions, Paul. Final questions coming to us from Junior saying, hey, guys, love the show. What are your thoughts on Seth Rollins' run as a champion so far? This is all, he also has another question, but we'll dive into uh, this one first. A little underwhelming just in the fact, of, more so in how he's booked, not because, not because he's been particularly bad, just because he has not been put in a position to do anything really interesting. Hasn't been put in a, in many positions to have many great matches. Although I feel like he does fine when, whenever he's, you know, has a game opponent or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, storyline wise, he's just I mean, he's really just like afterthought. The, well, he's just like the authorities guy. Like he's yeah. in that role, and that's not a you know a role that you can do a ton with you know mm-hmm. so I, underwhelming but i don't 100 percent hold him at fault for it so i guess underwhelming a little okay. bit. okay how about you tyler what do you think of seth rollins running as champion so far i mean i like certain things i like the oh as a champion i was about to say i did like some of the top matches he was in mm-hmm. you know with you know the brock lesnar john cena thing but that he wasn't champion i don't think yeah those were fucking yeah. awesome but he was sort of yeah, yeah, he wasn't. That's how he won. But uh, right now, like, eh. I don't know. I mean, could be better. Yeah, I guess so. It's hard to tell if it's specific. I do think his spot and, like, his angle is sort of lame. Or, I mean, not lame, but it's sort of boring. But it's hard to differentiate. Is it just the show that's sort of boring right now, or is it, you know, them specifically that's boring? I would like to see Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to see that here coming up soon. But the final question from Junior saying, do you guys think that Samoa Joe will compete on the main roster or do you think he will remain exclusive to NXT? I think he's going to be on the main roster sooner Mm -hmm. or later. I agree with that. Yep. Tyler? Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube page, WNS Video, our our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. And subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Also on Codcast. Uh, you can follow us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Yeah. Remember, no show next week. And I will catch you guys way, way, way on the flip side. And uh, yeah. podcast is on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler is at Tyler underscore Bear. There you go. Good stuff for all the fun. Make sure to hit up our Facebook page. Check it all that stuff out. Good stuff. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. Yo, I'm that bear, a bear. Oh, boy, I'm embarrassed to follow that guy. (laughs) I'm Doug. And we will catch you all two weeks from now.